Greetings, everyone. I'm Vernon Sheridan, and this is the Traveling Pulpit. The Traveling Pulpit has been developed to take the teachings of God's words with you as you go about your daily life. Through weekly and sometimes daily messages, the Traveling Pulpit promises to teach only the written word of God. With that said, I want to thank you because this is the first, I pray, of many podcast broadcast that I do uh, for this this artery uh, ministry to teach God's word to all who are willing to hear and accept God's word. One of the things that is so heavy upon me for this first broadcast is the celebration of Resurrection Sunday that we just recently celebrated, uh, the third Sunday in April of 2019. And in my lifetime, I have seen in the third Sunday of March where there have been Easter or Resurrection Sunday celebrations, but this year it has been uh, celebrated on the third Sunday of the month of April in 2019. And I would like to share the, 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 uh, maybe perhaps a deeper understanding of what it is that makes this celebration so important because it is a celebration that we have all been invited to. It is a celebration that we have accepted if we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. And it also will be a celebration of the great banquet that the, that, that, that the master of the house, God, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah, uh, has prepared for us. Uh, being the first, uh, uh, I guess, installation, there will be some ups and downs. So please forgive me and please bear with me because, uh, there are so many more to come, but there is so much of the message that has been studied. I just don't want to run through it all at once. Yeah. Billy Graham once said that his first message he studied, uh, I mean, just tremendously to speak in seven minutes. So I don't want to do that, but I do want to get the point across that, that, that God is trying to make for those who will listen uh, to this broadcast. And if not have, if not already having a deeper relationship with his son, uh, Jesus, that you would begin to develop a relationship with his son, Jesus. So uh, with that being said, let's go to the book of Luke, the 14th chapter. And if at all possible, I like to use a handwritten Bible. I know we are in a time where apps on our phones make it easy for us to use Bibles on our phones. But there is something about the handwritten word of God, even though it's been, it's been printed by a machine, 
there is a big difference because we know that someone's hand is has been used to write this paper right on this paper, uh, you know, to put this thing together. And it doesn't take away from 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 the the uh, the phone app doesn't take away from it. It's just just a preference of mine. But because it's a podcast and you may be in transition, um, you know, uh, work, school, gym, you know, wherever you may be listening, you know, perhaps when you, at a later time when you are in, you know, your quiet time, you can have that availability of a handwritten Bible and then you too can refer back to to these pages. Um, go with me to Luke 14 and we're going to start in on um, we're going to start in on verse 17. Jesus is at a is at a a wedding feast. Uh, it is it is the wedding it is the wedding feast where excuse me it is the Sabbath and he heals the man's withered hand. Uh, in front of the uh, Pharisees and and the lawyers, and uh, they wanted to know whether it was lawful for him to heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus said that, you know, if your if your if your donkey fell into a hole, or if your ox fell into a hole, would you or well would you not get it out on the Sabbath? And they had no answer for that. So we we're gonna we're gonna start in at seventeen. Uh, we're gonna start um, where it begins talking about the uh, parable of the great feast. And it says that at the time for the banquet, the master of the house sent his servant to say to those who have been invited, come for everything is now ready. So the servant has the message from the master to come to those who already have invitations. See, there were people who already had invitations to this banquet long before people uh, 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 received uh, invitations. These people were on the VIP list, if, 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 you, if, you, if you will. Uh, so Jesus goes to these people and, and to let them know that everything is ready. The banquet is ready. The feast is ready. Everything is ready. And all you have to do is come. But they all began to make excuses. The first man said to him, I've bought a field and I must go see it. Please have me excused. And another man said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another man said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Cannot or will not. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, sir, what you commanded has been done and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of these men who were invited shall taste my banquet. That is important. That is very deep. It is, it is deep because you are so uh, privileged in your life 
that you do not have time to answer the invitation uh, that you received, the VIP. I don't think there is a VIP that has ever missed an invitation. You see, a VIP is someone who is going to be honored, someone who is going to be uplifted, someone who's going to be notified, uh, well, not notified, but recognized, if you will. They, 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 they're going to be put on the spot. They're going to be, they're going to be displayed for all to see. Kind of like the Kardashians or better yet, kind of like the Royals. When they come to America, you know, all is on uh, Harry and, and now Megan, you know, with their baby, you know, and, and they go places and, and they, they, they do, uh, you know, um, uh, things that uh, relations, you know, with other countries and things like that. They are VIPs. They are recognized. They are uplifted. They they are ushered in so that all the people can see their importance. That is this right here. That is that is these three men right here. This was going to be their time to shine. And you know what they did? They denied the very gift of God. The one man who said that he had bought a field. We can see him as being uh, a real estate mogul. All he can think about is what he's going to put on that field. He's not, he's not caring about, about uh, where the field is. He wants to go see what he can put on it. What apartment complex he can put on it. How many houses he can put on it. Maybe maybe even a subdivision, some restaurants, some, some stores, you know, things of that nature. Things that are going to benefit him. That's what he's that's what that's what he's all about. The next man has bought five yoke of oxen. He's a businessman. He doesn't want to lose money. You see, you know, he has to go see if these oxen are worth the investment he's just paid. And how can he get a greater return on his investment? That's what he's got going on. So he's too important. And then the married man. Everybody wants to be part of a wedding feast. Everyone. Because it is a time of celebration. You're celebrating the two becoming one. You're celebrating a new, a new covenant with God. You're celebrating the, the, the new covenant with the bride and the groom. That, that's a wonderful thing. If, if both of those men chose to not accept their invitation i i would i would i would be honored as as a as a married man to show my wife off and we've just gotten married that's a celebration that you know it it will last a few days you know with 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 with, with the, the right people and perhaps the right alcohol <laughs> it will last a while but even he chose to deny the invitation and so what the master of the house did, he told the servant to go into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. He told his servant to go get those who are poor in spirit. Those who can't walk, those who can't see. And those who need assistance. 
That's what he did. He told them to go because these are not the VIPs. But you see the invitation shift because the meal that has been prepared, someone has to eat it. Someone has to be there. So it has gone from the VIPs, those very important people that were once pre-invited, pre-invited because the servant was told to go to those who had, who, who, who had been invited, who had already been invited. That's what the servant was told to do, to go to those who had already been invited. Now, these people have were not invited, but because of the, the, the because of the, the treatment of how they felt their life was more important than being a VIP at this great banquet. Now, those who were not previously invited are now invited, which means all are invited because the servant goes back and he says, that he's gone out to the highways, he's gone out to the to 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 the streets, and of the city, and and he's brought them in, but there was still room. So the master says, "Go to the highways and hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled." Because none of these men that were previously invited will taste the banquet. So, which means that their VIP has just been revoked. Has just been revoked. And now the invitation is for everyone. What is that invitation? You ask you, you want to know that invitation comes from the book of John, John 20, the resurrection, the reason why we celebrate Easter Sunday or resurrection Sunday or the third day after good Friday. Now, I know we get all into this. How can you get, you know, Friday to Sunday, three days and this, that and the other. You have to look at it. The, the Jewish Hebrew calendar is not the American calendar. It's a big difference. It is not the American calendar. Time is not measured in America the way it is measured with the Hebrew and 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 the Jewish it's not measured that way, but we want to fit God into our box. God has to fit into our way of thinking. He has to fit in our way of doing things. So of course, in our way of doing things, it's going to be a problem going from Friday to Sunday, but we're not talking about Friday to Sunday. We're talking about three days. That's all we're talking about. Three days. And within those three days, Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb early on the first day while it was still dark. But it doesn't say what time it was she went in John chapter 20. It just says that she went while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved, who we know is John, the youngest of the disciples. Now, whether she woke them up, 
whether they were already up, whether they were walking around, we don't know, but we know that she ran and went to them, those two. They were available. And she said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Now, how do we know based on what she just witnessed that he was taken? Because she never looked in. She just saw the tomb rolled away. But she automatically knew he was gone. So Peter... 20 verse 3 we're in verse 3 so Peter went out with the other disciple and as they were going toward the tomb both of them were running together but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first now the other disciple whom Jesus loved which we know is John reached the tomb first and when he reached the tomb first he looked in and looking in he saw the linen cloths laying there what happened was when he saw the linen cloths laying there, he automatically knew something was up. So he had no doubt what was going on, but he didn't go in because he's not the leader of the disciples. Peter is, but he doesn't go in. So he stays there and he waits for Peter who is trudging along you know he he was he got outran so he had to wait for him to get there and you know you assume peter had a little weight on him or what have you so you know peter comes and he, he may or may not be out of breath you know it's all about the excitement of, of the moment you know so peter gets there and he goes in because peter being the leader of the disciples or the unspoken leader of the disciple he goes in and when he goes in Peter sees the linens laying there, but something else he sees. He also sees the face, face, face cloth, which Jesus had on his head. Now, why would a face cloth be folded up resting on Jesus's head? Well, it was neatly folded, the Bible tells us, in a place by itself. So it was away from the linen. It was separate from where they found the linen. They found the face cloth separate from where they found the linen. So the other disciple, verse eight, when he reached the tomb, he went in after Peter and he saw this and he believed. Now, why did the other disciple go in and see this and believe and not Peter? Peter knew the ancient Hebrew customs and manners the same as John did or the other disciple whom Jesus loved. He knew this all the same. But John saw this and he believed. What was it about this linen cloth folded up in a place all by itself that covered the face of Jesus? What does that have to do with our belief? I'll tell you the face wrap is like the napkin in the master's house. See the ancient Hebrew customs and manners. When the master of the house would sit at the table and eat his meal, 
the servant would stand by waiting for the master to finish his meal. And if the master was finished with his meal, he would clean himself thoroughly and put the napkin on his food, which gave the indication to the servant to come clean the table because the master was done and he's not coming back to the table. However, if the master is not finished with his meal, the master neatly folds the linen and lays it beside his plate, which lets the servant know the master is not finished with his meal, but will return to his meal at a later time. The banquet that has been given to the VIPs that have denied entrance to the banquet is now our invitation for us to be a part of the banquet that the master is holding in our honor because we have now become the VIPs. So the, 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 the head wrap is such an importance because, because it's neatly folded in a place off to itself. It lets us know that the master is coming back to the table. But when he comes back to the table, he's not going to be alone because those have it. Those who have accepted his invitation will be a part of the banquet feast with him. And that is why we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The only the, 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 the only begotten son of God. This is why we celebrate the resurrection. The resurrection is done once a year in celebration of the events that led up to Christ dying for the sins of the world. But this is the story of how we are all now invited to the banquet. I want to thank you for suffering through this with me. This first broadcast of the Traveling Pulpit podcast. I pray that it will be more to come, not just this message, but that there will be more to come. And as we close, I want to close with this prayer because our father knows our needs even before we go to him. And we have been instructed to pray just as I'm about to pray now as the way Christ taught his disciples. And that prayer is our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. I would hope that it will serve as a blessing to your life as it has been to me. And I hope that you will 
continue uh, to uh, uh, follow because more messages are to come. I've got a lot to say. Believe me, I do. Uh, my family have has has heard it, and now you're going to hear it also. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you again, and just personally um, invite you into a relationship with God's Son Jesus. That if you don't know Him, that by listening to this podcast, I hope that you will want to get to know Him. And if you do know Him and you're struggling, that you will uh, seek Him that you will strengthen your relationship with him. And then if you don't know him, that you will call out to him and ask him if he's real, mm -hmm. if he's there. You've been through some things, but you want to know if if it's real. Why do we celebrate what, what it is that we celebrate? Why do we do the things that we do? We are not perfect. We are sinners. I am a sinner. But we have one who was not and is not and will never be a sinner. He put his life on the line for us to bring us the invitation. And now that invitation is being brought to you. I thank you. God bless you and look forward to the next. Um, I guess I guess you would say the next broadcast of the traveling pulpit. Thank you again. God bless.